So, Hannah, today is Fat Tuesday. Yes. Usually this is a tradition, at least where we are from, where you eat really fatting donuts, essentially. Poonchkis. Poonchkis, yes. Um, Polish the, Polish donuts. The Polish name is Poonchki. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember having them that often unless people brought them to, like, school. Yes. We never bought them. Not really. I mean... We're not Polish. We're not Polish, but I mean, like, we, <laughs> we had extended family that was Polish. Like, right. We yeah. had sauerkraut and kielbasa every Christmas, you know. That's true. I don't think we, and like, then. our family bought them, but I definitely have had them, for yes. sure. Now, I have to ask you if you know of king's cake yes it is a cake from new orleans yes that has a tiny figure in the middle of a it. a baby yes it has a baby in it yes i, I ate, never had it i ate a king's cake today oh, anna how was it it was pretty good did you it, find the baby <laughs> so it's funny you say that i had heard of this the king's cakes the first time earlier this year and so someone brought one today it's, like, decorated mm-hmm. with, like, purples and greens, and traditionally, I think it's a little more cinnamon. This one was, like, raspberry, but it's kind of like a like a Danish texture. Somebody, like, pre-cut the cake into slices, and I went up with someone I know from work, and we were looking at the cake, and you could just see a baby's head sticking out <laughs> of one of the pieces of cake. And I was like, well, I don't want that, so yeah. I picked a different piece. But, like, how did that tradition get started? How did someone decide, you know what we're going to do? Hide a baby in a cake, and then whoever finds the baby must then buy the next cake. All I know is it originated, I believe, out of New Orleans. I do believe also that certain places put other things besides a tiny baby. Like, you can put realistically whatever you want in there. Yes. I say whatever you want because, obviously, like, there should be limitations. Yeah. I feel like we should do that for our birthday desserts Ooh. hide something mm-hmm. in the middle of the cake yeah whoever finds it i know people do that with like engagement rings yeah that seems dangerous yeah, to me i would be nervous if you're not expecting to find something yes what happens if you swallow it at least with this cake that's the it. point of the cake yes so you're you know. expecting like the potential for there to be a baby yeah in your mouth <laughs> oh, baby god. figurine oh god <laughs> You know, you don't have to look for it. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen. I always get worried when I see, like, people put rings. And I don't know if that happens in... It happens a lot in movies. To me, that seems like... One, it's dangerous. It's Two, like, dirty. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine like spending a bunch of money on a ring that, just to put it... I know people put it, like, yeah. in champa- champagne. Yeah, but even then, it's, like, sticky. Yeah, I think that might just be a movie. Like, I, I wouldn't want that. Like, maybe... Because then you have to put it on and it's all gross. You don't even get to clean it. You can suck it off. <laughs> oh my god. God. We need to, we need to rein this in. <laughs> no, I just feel like... I don't even know where we're at. I personally wouldn't want that. No. But I'm no. also like a person who's like, don't want any sort of big engagement whatsoever. Yeah, I'm gonna say it right now. I want the Jumbotron... No, I don't. That's that's a joke. That sounds like the absolute worst thing in the world to for to me. Like I certainly am sure, certainly, <laughs> certainly I'm sure that there's people who want that. But like the idea of somebody proposing to me in a stadium with like thousands upon thousands of people, the pressure. If you're in that situation and you don't want to say yes, what are you supposed to do? 
you look like a huge bitch if you say no. Or you have to say yes and then tell them no after you exactly. leave. That's you're, probably what I would do. You're put in an impossible situation. It's yeah. a lose-lose either way. I, yeah. I, don't, I feel bad saying this in case anyone's been proposed this way, but I kind of feel like it's almost like trapping someone in saying yes. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a lot easier to say no if it's like a private moment right and i think too you have to be pretty certain to yes. do it that way like you have you to would hope you would hope that they would imagine the person's gonna say yes because if you're a little unsure i would much rather them do like a hey private. if you haven't talked about actually getting married before you're proposing to somebody Don't maybe maybe think about having a conversation about yeah. that first yeah if you've you never know. even like mentioned marriage or like the future I would not yeah, recommend prob- it. Probably not a great idea. I would be very. What, but what do we know, Hannah? We're not married. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly it's not. Clearly we can't take our advice. Mm-hmm. We're both single. I would clearly. be very unhappy though if someone proposed to me and we had never even like mentioned it. Oh, I would say no. Yeah. If it's literally never been mentioned, no. That's yeah. a that's a deal breaker. Is a spider back? No, it's just a fuzz. Oh, okay. there's, a, there's a little piece of fuzz. Oh, I see. It's not the it's not the spider that stole Christmas. Yeah. He's dead. Hopefully. Probably. <laughs> I don't we got so far from the, we did the spiders we started this off with fat tuesday um don't let the spiders steal your fat tuesday from you turn them into ash on wednesday You gotta follow through if you're gonna do it. You have failed. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't following through. Okay. You have failed this city. <laughs> Welcome. This is Research Rank Repeat. I am one of your co-hosts, Alyssa. And this is co-host Hannah. And that was our attempt to introduce you to our new TV pilot's episode focused on the one the only the arrowverse and friends some of these shows are not in the arrowverse most of them are some are acquaintances the cw we'll call this the cw superhero shows the cw superhero pilot spectacular we actually did i believe all the shows that are considered superhero shows that at some point were on the cw we grew up kind of liking superhero movies here's what i will say we grew up watching superhero movies in popular media okay yes as in tim burton's batman toby mcguire spider-man mm-hmm. you've got chris evans as what's his flaming man oh from fantastic um, four what's his name human torch human torch uh, so like those movies and then eventually got into marvel right when that started we're in light Superhero light, especially on DC. All my knowledge comes from Young Justice. Yeah. And that's literally all I know. We, our brother used to watch like. And Teen Titans. A Batman. There was like a Batman oh, show. Yes. Ba- well, there's two. So there's Batman the animated series and there's also Batman Beyond. Right. Uh, that was on Cartoon Network. And, and Teen I, Titans. And yeah, Teen like Titans. Said. Most of these shows, I believe all of them take place in the DC universe. Yes. They're not all on the same world no 
They're certainly not. But they all are characters that were... Exist in DC Comics right. in some form. Or original. Some of them have, like, original, original characters, characters that were made for, for the show. Yeah, for the show. Um, um, so just a little bit about CW, because um, one of these shows originally was on the WB, mm-hmm. and we kind of went back and forth on whether or not we should do it, but the WB merged with UPN right. and created the uh, CW. Yes, which um, still exists today. Which is still existing to this day. So technically the show is part of the CW. It did air for a couple seasons on what is the CW. What is known as the CW. That was like a Jeopardy. What is the CW? <laughs> what is the CW? There was also one of the shows that originally started on CBS and then was moved to the CW after a season. But yes. the CW has what is known as the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. It started with the show Arrow. It includes a majority of these shows. Some of them technically aren't part of the Arrowverse. But basically what it is, is all, a lot of these shows do these crossovers every year. Mm-hmm. They do these big crossovers. Some of them are like four to five episodes, four to five different shows. Um, sometimes they'll pull characters from shows that aren't necessarily getting their own episode and bring them in. It's basically like Avengers. Yes, but um, in TV show form. They bring them all together to rid the world of evil. Yes. Worlds of evil. Worlds of evil. Yes. Now, we wanted to do this... Mainly because we're cashing in on the fact that um, The Flash is premiering when this comes out. Yeah, so, you I know, we're, so. we're looking for that sweet, sweet hashtag. Hashtag The hashtag Flash. Hashtag The Flash <laughs> to really maybe give us a little boost of speed. Oh. Oh. little flash. little flash. Of uh, energy. Love, love being Flash. No. Oh. I don't love being flashed. Okay. I mean, unless you're wanting that, then that's fine. Consent. Consensual. <laughs> flashing. Consensual flashing. Exactly. It's Alyssa's kink. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sure is. We'll cut we'll that. <laughs> sure is, Hannah. Right you are. Right you are. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. What were you talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, that we're cashing in on. Oh, yes. Hannah and I are no strangers to a a portion of these yeah. shows. So I got into it before you did. And then you ditched and, and I just stayed I, around. And then I ditched. So actually, I like vaguely remember this show was recommended to me by a friend of the podcast who oh. sent us our uh, candy corn. Oh, okay. Our Thanksgiving candy corn. Thank you, friend. From what I can remember, we got Netflix my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So that opened the doors to, like, all the shows yeah. imaginable. And I think I was talking with this friend, and she was like, hey, you should watch this show Arrow. It's, like, you know, bow and arrow people. Man, he runs around the town and he shoots people with a bow and arrow. And I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. So I watched the first season, because that's all that was out. 2013 is when that would have been. And I was hooked. I watched the entire first season. I watched the entire second season. I told Hannah, I said, Hannah, watch this show. And then I watched about half the third season, and then I never picked it up again, and I never watched any of these shows ever again. I've seen the pilot to The Flash. I've seen bits and pieces of a few of these shows. But otherwise, I was going in pretty blind to this. Yeah. So like Lisa said, I watched Arrow with her. Unfortunately, I watched all of Arrow. I can't believe you watched the It took thing. me, like, years and years and years to finally get through it. It wasn't worth it. Uh, I watched all of Supergirl. Maybe more worth it. 
eh, not with the ending. <laughs> okay. If I got in the ending that I wanted, sure. I've watched part of Flash. I've never finished it. I've watched part of Legends of Tomorrow. I've seen a little bit of Batwoman, not much. I briefly started Smallville at one point and never, never finished, finished it. it. The CW, mm. unfortunately, they don't have the largest budget. <laughs> I'll say it that way. Largest. Largest. <laughs> unfortunately, their budget is quite small compared to the major networks. Yes. And because of that, they don't necessarily have the biggest budgets to do a lot of, like, insane scenes that you'd think of with superhero shows. They also originally purposefully wanted, like, minimalistic. Right. They wanted the gritty, like, humanistic. Hence why Arrow was the first one chosen, because he's literally just a man with a bow and arrow. Right. I will say, though, some of the scenes and some of the stuff they do in these shows is pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, even in some of these pilots, Mm -hmm. I was like, that's actually pretty good action sequences. Um, But one of the things the CW gets a lot of negativity about is its writing. Fan service. Fan service and some of the actors, actresses maybe not being the best. Yeah. I believe there was also some issues with, like, a showrunner. Yeah. Or creator. I Yeah, there was something yeah. with one of the... He did multiple shows, I think. Yeah. Was, which, I think, removed That's from, kind of in yeah. every show network. Yep. You know, what unfortunately. A, what a surprise. What a time to be yep. alive. Uh-huh. It gets a lot of negative critique. I do think, though, that some of these shows, like, they do have very talented casts, and... I think it's a niche market that certain people love. Yeah. Like, some people love this type of show. For the most part, a lot of these shows follow very similar tropes for their pilot. So it was very interesting and almost even harder to break these. Yeah. Because when we're doing things like comparing Pretty Little Liars to... You know, Kyle XY. Or Nine Lives of Chloe King. Or Nine Lives of Chloe King. It's, like, very different show. It's almost easier to rank them because it's, like, which one did I like the best? Or is this mm-hmm. one? It's, like, who do I think did the best introduction to their yeah. character, to the the superpower or whatever? So Yeah, I found it very hard to rank. Yeah. I, I had a clear couple favorites I and I had too. a clear bottom, but the mm-hmm. middle was very, like, I could have swapped them. Yeah. Why don't we swing in? Swing in. I was going to say, shoot. Shoot an arrow and a bullseye. Okay. First. Do we want to start with Smallville? Yeah, let's go yeah, to your order. Let's just go That's to your actually order. a good idea. Yeah, why not? Okay. I believe Smallville is my show. Let me yes. see. Yes. Yeah, it should be your show because I sure, yes. sure should okay. not do anything for it. So Smallville was the first, technically the first CW superhero show. It is not part of the Arrowverse. But is it? Well, Tom Welling made Technically, an yes, he did. Okay, fine. It, it technically could be considered part of the Arrowverse, but it was created before the Arrowverse was a thing. So Smallville um, started in 2001 and it ran to 2011. It had 10 seasons and 217 episodes, yeah. which is very crazy. A lot. I think that's one of the reasons why I did not finish the show was because yeah, it was a big that's, commitment. That's fair. It was uh, rated 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. The pilot aired on October 16, 2001 and had 8.35 million views, which is actually a lot, but it was also... WB. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure what... And it was 2001. When a lot of people watched. Also, stream. this is post 9-11. There is, an, there is a note about that. There is. Okay. Yes. Okay. October. So the director of this episode is David Nutter. He's actually... Um, <laughs> don't laugh. I knew you were going to laugh. That's his name. It's Nutter. <laughs> he was a director for Game of Thrones. Okay. He did work on Game of Thrones. Nice. 
Mm, what season? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no idea. It's going to make a difference to how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm talking season four. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not sure. After the fifth season, the WB and UPN merged to form CW. So the six through ten are on the CW. Okay. Uh, the first four seasons focus on uh, high school. And then season five through ten focus on early adult years. So post high school, uh, some college, and then first beyond. job. like beyond. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. Um, so originally, this was proposed as a show about Bruce Wayne, which was going to be a, about Batman's journey, sort of similar to Clark's, like his upbringing and stuff like right. that. The idea was turned down. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want the show. Batman was pretty saturated in the market. Right. Yeah. So then the series developers took that inspiration and pitched the show as examining what led Clark Kent, aka Superman, to become like the hero that he is. Early on, they didn't want to focus on, like, the superhero cape uh, fighting crime sort of thing. They wanted to focus on, like, who he was as a person, his core values. So after seven seasons, the two main developers actually left the show with little explanation. Oh. And it's still kind of, like, unsure what exactly happened. There's kind of, like, rumors, but... I wonder if just negotiations didn't work out or something like that. So the pilot episode set a ratings record for a WB debut show when it came out. So over the 10 seasons, it averaged about 4.34 million people an episode, which is pretty good compared to a lot of these Mm -hmm. shows. Uh, When the show ended, it passed Stargate SG-1 as the longest-running North American science fiction series by episode count. And it's won Emmys, won Teen Choice Awards. The show came out pretty soon after Mm 9-11. And a lot of the actors and actresses, like, later uh, down the road had said that they were told by, like, a lot of veterans that Mm -hmm. they used this show as a distraction from combat. Yeah. Um, They said that Clark and Smallville were kind of representative of, like, the American, like, like, red, white, and blue, like, that whole kind of American Mm -hmm. symbol, I guess. And so in 2021, Tom Welling announced that he and Michael Rosenbaum, who who plays Lex, Lex Luthor, were developing an animated revival of Smallville. Oh. Which, you know, yeah. see how that goes. Because Michael Rosenbaum has, like, a podcast. Yeah. And he interviews a lot of people in a lot of these, like, superhero mm-hmm. shows. I don't, like, really listen to the podcast, but every once in a while a YouTube clip will show up and I'll be like, oh, yeah. I like Tom Welling. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I've written a summary. All right. My childhood crush, Car- <laughs> hold on, I already fucked it up. It's okay. My childhood crush, Charlie Baker, graces all of our presents as Clark Kent, aka Superman. Clark is your typical 15 year old f- freshman, played by a 25 year old man. <laughs> I have a comment about that. <laughs> the WB pooled all their money in the first five minutes of this episode and said, fuck it, let's use all the explosives. <laughs> Clark. <laughs> Somebody save me. Clark struggles to understand who he truly is, but also doesn't shy away from stalking the love interest who lives next door. Hmm. That's a summary. Somebody save me. Somebody save me. I was really upset that it wasn't in the... I know. I went and watched the intro of the second episode just so I could see it. Okay. So have you seen this pilot? I've never seen this pilot before. Because I had seen the pilot. So we watched the WB for Gilmore Girls. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know I've seen little bits of Smallville, but not that I, like, have concrete memories of any of it. Just that Tom Welling's in it, really. That's all I remembered. And there's something about early 2000s 
teen shows that just work. Yeah. It's super cheesy. The graphics are horrible. But goddamn, when Tom Willing smiles and his little dimples look at you and his chiseled 14-year-old body, you can't help but get a little happy and swoon a little bit. I didn't think he was a freshman. (laughs) I literally wrote a note. He is supposed to be 14 14 he's, years old. He's a freshman. He was 25 when the show started, the actor. Yeah, so he's... He was 11, I 10, mean, 11 to be fair, that is very common yeah, that they is. cast up. But I was like, LOL, he's... He maybe could pass as a senior. Yeah. Or something, you know, not not a freshman. It's interesting because I very much felt the same way, where I was like... In terms of where all the pilots were, I don't think it was like that great compared to the group but there's mm-hmm. something so nostalgic about it's, 2000s maybe because we just grew up watching 2000 shows know, but i did notice like right at the beginning there was a like reference to arrow oh like lionel luther they're in the helicopter at the yeah. beginning he's reading a newspaper and it says queen industry ceo oh, presumed right. dead yes and i think that's after yes. the boat Yes, crashes, crashes. Arrow. Yes. Also, Grace Bowman's dad. Yes. <laughs> Jonathan. Yes. I was. I had to look it up because I was From like, Secret he looks Life. so yeah. familiar, and I couldn't place um, it. Yeah, the beginning was insane. You just these two people just literally watch themselves get blown up. They just let it happen. Yeah. This town literally explodes. People are dying. Clark in his little Superman. I don't know what do you call it? A spaceship crashes his in, pod. His pod. Flips their truck over, and we had the cheesiest, he found us. And I went, god damn it. I'm like, and then the swelling, like, John Williams-esque score playing. But the music choices, mm-hmm. excellent. There's a part where there's this angsty teenage soundtrack while Lex Luthor's driving down the road and smashes <laughs> Superman with his car. We'll, we'll come back to that later. I liked it. You know, there were some things that I was like, what? And some things that are dated. Mm-hmm. But I thought as like an intro to this like teenage version of Superman. I kind of thought it worked. There was no like Superman uses his heat vision. Yeah. Fly Turbo Man, use your jetpack. But sometimes it's the small vill. <laughs> it's the small things you need, right? Yeah, I think it's interesting because this show was so much earlier than any other show we did. Show. 11 years right. before. So it's very hard. It was very hard for me to compare it yeah. because I think a lot of like the action stuff wasn't necessarily as impressive as mm-hmm. some of the newer stuff they can do, but that's also a product of the times. But also like these practical effects. could tell this was a physical, not CGI. Right. It was like physically happening. Yeah. Because I feel like... Sometimes with these superhero shows, some of them, not all of them, have to use a lot of CGI. Yeah. And there's something to be said for practical effects hold up. There's something just so, like, wholesome about it. Yeah. Because it feels very much like he's, like, this kind of nerdy guy, like, I mean, part of the reason he stumbles around the girl he has a crush on is because she has a kryptonite necklace. Yes. So he literally is getting, like, poisoned. 
you can't help but root for him, even yeah. though he kind of stalks her a little bit too. Which yeah, don't uh, love that. But he's the, also like a fourteen-year-old boy. Fucking common trope, Hannah, yeah. of the early two yeah. thousands. They had to do it. We had that in Ten Things I Hate About You. No, well that one too. But <laughs> Just also, list all wait, of them. I, I, Lincoln Heights. Lincoln Heights. Yes. Yes, that was a very common trope. Yeah. The like shy, mysterious boy quietly stalks the girl. Yeah. And it's romantic. From a distance. Yep. I also really like Lex. I think I do too. Michael Rosenberg. I think he's really compelling. Yeah. Already. I was, I was pretty compelled by him. Yeah. Just in the pilot. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I liked Clark's interaction with his two friends too. Yeah. In this pilot, when he gets Clark gets sent to Earth, he's like probably three, two or yeah. three. And in a lot of the other ad- adaptations, he's usually like an infant, like a baby. Yeah, like he doesn't remember. Right. Yeah. So it is kind of weird. But it's also like a creative liberty that yeah. they can take. But yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Did you have a favorite character? I went with Clark. I did too. I think that Clark and Lex, I kind of had both of them, but I think Clark just because he's like, it's Tom Welling. Tom he was Welling. my first childhood crush. It's Tom Welling. He's so damn charming. He's so charismatic. Even like uh, as his age now, he still seems like really just like a genuine yeah, person. And maybe know. he's a horrible person. Maybe. I don't really know. I've but... never heard anything bad about him, but who knows? Oh yeah, I have a soft spot for Tom Welling. So. I do too. Yeah. A favorite line, I did have one. Clark's like, I'm like the Fort Knox of secrets. <laughs> I was like, oh God, oh Clark. Oh Clark. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene was the beginning with all the explosions just because yeah. of how ridiculous it was. My favorite scene was the ridiculousness of the first scene yeah. as well. I I don't, what am I watching? What is happening? I, and especially because you literally have a man tied to a, like a scarecrow yeah. man who's like, help me. And then all the corn gets blown away and looks like there's an air gets blown No, I, I said, oh, so that's how Lex went bald. <laughs> like, it was so stupid. I also thought the Scarecrow Man, like, died, but apparently I, he wasn't dead. Well, he got powers, but... He's in a coma, yeah. Hannah. A very common trope. Lots of comas. Uh, what was that show from ABC Family where oh. he wakes up after 16 years? Oh, what was that called? It's not, it's not important. It's not important. <laughs> um, so for this specific, we're going to do favorite superhero moment. Yes. We figure we can't pass an opportunity to, I mean, whatever you want. It can be any kind of superhero thing mm-hmm. you want it to be. <laughs> yeah, go you first? go first. Okay. So I'm watching this show. I'm like in bed. Tom Welling is angsting on a bridge. Lex Luthor's driving along. Also angsting in his car, speeding really fast. And a random like metal pipe. Yeah. falls into the road and Lex is like ooh and swerves his car hits Tom Welling through the bridge they go flying into a river and I was like what am I watching and then you know Clark saves him yeah. so that's my superhero moment bridge um, <laughs> yeah mine was gonna be that or <clears throat> when he sticks his hand in a wood chipper and was like see I'm indestructible <laughs> oh that made me so uncomfortable and then watch again, I would say yes. I say so too. I yeah. was intrigued enough by the pilot that I would probably watch it again. If yeah. Only for the charm. If only for Tom Welling. Yeah. <laughs> only for that smile. Dimples for days. That damn smile, Hannah. Damn smile. Yeah. Okay, so next would be Arrow. Next would be Arrow. Which should be your show. Yes. It also, is. the <clears throat> only show we watch together. Yeah. Okay, so this actually is good because Arrow actually was a spinoff of Smallville. So Arrow was started in 2012. October 10th, 2012 was when the pilot aired. I wrote in parentheses, I watched it in 2013. Oh. Sometime during 2013. The show has um, an 8.5 on IMDb, an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
85% for season one and 100% for the pilot. The show is based on the DC character Green Arrow, a.k.a. Oliver Queen, um, and it launched the Arrowverse, mm-hmm. um, Oliver Queen being played by Stephen, Stephen Amell. There are eight seasons, like most of the superhero shows filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yep. It aired from 2012 to 2020, so it ended in 2020. As you said, they kind of hinted at this, like, I can't remember Oliver's dad's name, Mr. Queen. Dad Queen. Robert. Robert Queen going missing. Dad Queen. <laughs> um, and so the character of Green Arrow was featured in Smallville from 2006 to 2011, because... Smallville literally aired until 2011. Do you know who plays him? Yes. It is um, Justin Hartley. From from, This Is Us. From This Is Us. Essentially, they wanted to start fresh with a new actor and a new portrayal of the character because Justin Hartley did not want to do a spinoff. He, I think they had talked about it with him, and he was like, no, I don't want to do it. So they were like, okay, let's just do a new iteration, new character, like this is not the same person. And that version by Justin Hartley, would have been run by the showrunner who would then go on to run Daredevil. Hmm. I think it would have gone well. So David Nutter, who you discussed, directed the pilot of Arrow as well. He did the pilot of Smallville, came to do the pilot of Arrow. So the showrunners initially didn't want superpowers in the show because they wanted this like more realistic portrayal of this character. The first five seasons include flashbacks to this mysterious island where Oliver goes missing on. The costume designer of the show, or of his original costume, is done by Colleen Atwood. The pilot had 4.14 million views, which was the most watched premiere since The Vampire Diaries. The second episode held the ratings, and it was the only network drama to do so in 2012 to 2013 like of all shows that premiered Mm -hmm. in that season it was the only show that held ratings for the first two episodes so season one of the show had an average of 3.68 million views season eight had an average of 1.52 million so they still had a pretty significant amount of views but it was cut in half from season one to season eight i say 1.5 is actually decent for a cw show it's pretty especially in its last season exactly the character of Diggle, I can't remember his first name. John. John Diggle is a new character for the show. He was not in the comics. I think he's been written into comics now since yes. his introduction, but he starts off as this like bodyguard, you know, got to keep Oliver Queen in check. Yeah. The pilot has generally favorable reviews, giving Stephen Amell a lot of praise for his portrayal of this character. The show, however, has mixed reviews. <laughs> I would like to add the I have mixed yeah. feelings. And would go on to um, lead to the Flash spinoff in season two. Okay, now I have my summary. Queen Consolidated has failed Star City. When Playboy douche Oliver Queen ends up shipwrecked on the island from Lost, he must survive unknown horrors to become something new. Katniss Everdeen. Three years later, he comes home with a mission to right the wrongs of his family legacy by all means necessary, including the salmon ladder. Salmon ladder. My God. We were waiting for it. So we watched this pilot together, and I kept being like, is the salmon ladder in this episode or the second episode? And the fact that I haven't seen this pilot in almost 10 years, but I somehow knew there was going to be a salmon ladder. Yeah. It's got to be significant, you know? That's all I'm saying. I mean, we've obviously both seen this pilot. I I remembered 
this pilot like years after I watched it. I have a such a vivid memory. Yeah. The way they do the intermixing of these flashbacks to the current day, I think work really well mm-hmm. in this pilot. I think they set enough mystery and intrigue for you to want to know more. Yep. I think that the fact that Oliver is like two different people. Yeah. He has this persona of he was this like party playboy. I miss tequila, <laughs> loving boy, but he's also this like vigilante who murders people in his yeah. free time, you know? Yeah. Running around casual. with a hood, having a great time. He's got this uh, sleazy but charming best friend, Tommy, who. <sighs> R.A.P. Tommy. He's so damn charming in this pilot, he's though. He's so. Ch- I mean, he's ho- gross, but he's charming. He is charming. And I'm like, I, I hate guess that I like him. I, I do too. Yeah. I do too. I would agree. There's a lot of good humor in the pilot. There is. Um, I think they do a really good job introducing characters. Mm-hmm. I liked multiple characters. Yeah. It's hard now because I've obviously watched it, so I'm more invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. I agree with the, the flashbacks tie in really well, I think. I've always loved with Arrow how, I think, good the action sequences look. He did a ton of training. Yeah. Um, a lot of the role. actors and actresses actually, like, yeah. did a lot. They do a lot he of their, does, like, stunts. Like, he does a lot of his own. Like, he did the salmon ladder. Yeah. Like, that was him right. going up that salmon ladder. Like, the fact that there can be a lot of practical effects and there mm-hmm. doesn't need to be necessarily a lot of, like, special effects because right. he's not having superpowers or speed or flying. Like Because he doesn't have any unnatural powers. Like, his right. powers are that he's, like, trained in mm-hmm. combat and all these different things. Right. You know, that's So I story. think that lends well I would to agree. the format and probably the lack of budget. Yeah, it helps because some of the shows where they can't, they can't be practical things. Yeah. They have to be CGI yeah. at some point. Yeah. I do think Stephen Amell, like, his acting gets a lot better throughout the run of Arrow. Mm -hmm. I think he's good in the pilot, but I do think at points he's a little, like... And I don't really know what he much he did before Arrow. He was in an episode of Degrassi. Oh. He is Canadian. Rent-a-goalie. Heartland. Oh, okay. Blue Mountain State. A bit in the Vampire Diaries. So I think he he mainly did, like, bit bit stuff. New Girl. Oh, he was. New Girl, Private Practice. Okay. Um, So just, like, a... Like, first major role. Yeah, major role. Like, starring role. Right. Seems like. I like Oliver's interaction with his family. I do, um, too. With Thea, I, yeah. and I think... And his mom. There's, like, that big reveal at the end that, like, Moira hired Moira. people to see, like, what Oliver knew and if his father was still alive and all this. So, yeah, you get, like, a lot of conflict and, like, it's very intriguing. It makes you mm-hmm. want to watch. And obviously the fact that its retention rate was, like... Pretty Little Liars high. was like that, remember? Yeah. Like, it was pretty much like... Pretty Little Liars had a higher... For a second, second episode. episode was even higher than the pilot. Like, to me, that's a sign of a good pilot. Yeah. Because people wanted to come back and watch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's a really sol- solid pilot. I do, too. Also, I, I love the music. I know. The, dun, 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 the dun, intro's dun, dun, great. Yeah. But, yeah. Who's your favorite character? I liked Oliver. He's mysterious enough where you see his flaws. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, he cheated on his girlfriend with her sister. Her sister died uh, quotes on died because she'll come back and uh, you know when we get to the show that she's in but she's dead and you know her family has to deal with that her sister has to deal with that and I think that leads to some interesting conflict also just the fact that like their dad did not survive so mm-hmm. you've got this family having to cope with the fact that they thought 
two members of their family were dead and it ended up being just one and one of them came back and readjusting to that and, mm-hmm. and I really liked it I, I think there's a lot of really good stuff here and I remember really liking season one like I cried rip Tommy Tommy died don't worry he Spoiler, he doesn't actually die. Yeah. Well, he did, but he came back. What a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Favorite character for me is Oliver as well. Like, you get to see, like, he clearly doesn't want to be the same guy he used to be, but he kind of has to put on a front so that people don't get suspicious of him. Yeah. You see him kind of, like, be an asshole to Laurel, but Mm -hmm. he's, like, doing it to protect her, and, like, he takes drugs off of Thea at a party, and, like, he has, obviously he has good sides to him, but he's also, like, been through a lot, so it's interesting to see his, like, struggles in it. Favorite line? (laughs) I miss tequila. tequila. (laughs) He, like, gets on stage and takes a shot, and he's like, I miss tequila. I was like, same. (laughs) I also put the salmon ladder just as, like, a, you know, love a good salmon ladder. Yeah, favorite scene, I did really like when Tommy was catching Oliver up on the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, lost. They were dead the whole time yes. and, like, all this stuff. Twilight, yeah. yeah. Favorite course. superhero moment, I just said anytime Oliver has a bow and arrow. Yeah. I love the scene when he was, like, shooting all the tennis balls. Mm-hmm. I, just anytime he fights, really. Yeah, I like that when he sets up his little workshop, again, salmon letter, just, yes. like, getting everything ready. I also really liked the fight when he purposely makes a party in a warehouse so he can be fighting in the building next door and then repels away into the night. It is. It's a fun pilot. I would watch it again. Yeah. Obviously I did. Based on that pilot, yes. Even though I I know I watched it a full two seasons beyond that. Right. It got me hooked for two seasons, which, you know, it's pretty good. Um, Next would be Flash. Flash. Yep. Yes, the first spinoff from Arrow. The Flash... So The Flash started in 2014, which was two years after Arrow started. It is currently still running. There are eight seasons. Yeah. I believe they're like on the mid- It's like the mid- Mid-season season break. break. The pilot aired on October 7th, 2014. So the character of Barry Allen, as portrayed by Grant Gustin, actually appeared first in Arrow. Mm-hmm. There was a two-episode, what was supposed to be a backdoor pilot. Oh, So, essentially, they first planned it as a three-episode arc. The third episode was going to serve as the backdoor pilot. Essentially, if if you don't know what a backdoor pilot is, think of, like, The Office, The Shroots, you know, where Dwight's mother dies and all of his family comes together, and it's, like, very Dwight-focused. Like, that was a backdoor pilot to lead to a new show. But the studios and you know, audiences liked this character and this portrayal so much that they decided, okay, let's do the two episodes that were planned to just be, exist in Arrow, and then we'll just do a standalone full budget pilot because they wanted to have a bigger budget. The pilot had um, 4.83 million views. With the seven day ratings, it was watched 6.8 million times. Okay. This was the most watched telecast on the CW since, what show do you think? It was 2007. Gossip Girl? Mm-mm. You want to be on top? Oh, America's Next Top Model. Beat out Cycle 8 finale of America's Next Top Model mm. in 2007. It had 6.69 million views. So Colleen Atwood also did the yeah. original costume for uh, The Flash. So season one average views were 4.62 million Season 7, because they don't have season 8 ratings yet, yeah. um, season 7 had an average of 1.58 million. So 
still like relatively high, but has dropped quite a bit from season one to season seven. The first three seasons are pretty comparable in views, and then it started to dip after that. So in 2016, The Flash was the fifth most popular show in the world. Hmm. Like most um, searched, like in terms of hashtags, Google like social searches, media, social media searches. Like so I was curious, what do you think the other four shows are? So shows that were currently on in 2016. Shows that were currently on and running in 2016 that had the highest like engagement online. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was number one. Maybe Breaking Bad. Was Breaking Bad on during that or no? Mm-hmm. It was already done. Grey's Anatomy? No. <laughs> I don't. I didn't watch TV in 2016. Um, we have discussed the pilot of one of these. Pretty shows. Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars. Number okay. number three. Pretty Little Liars. Uh, I need some hints. One show was huge. It's still running somehow, but like a huge show in like 2012, 2013. They're moving at a slow pace. Really slow pace, except they can run in this version. I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Slow pace. It's a cranberry song. Zombie? Oh, Walking Dead. <laughs> Walking Dead. Oh. Yeah, that show is still on. Walking Dead is somehow. Walking Dead was number two. Number four, I don't think you'll get it, Westworld. Okay. Westworld was huge. Season yeah. one, when it came out, it was like, I remember the engagement was huge. Anyway, so season one had a 92% um, rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 73 out of 100 on Metacritic. The show has been nominated for one Emmy Award. It was rated 23 out of 40 for the best sci-fi television shows um, in an article done by Rolling Stones in 2016. The pilot has an 8.5 out of 10 in IMDb. There's also um, novels, there's digital comics, video games. There's a lot of spin-offs from this series as well. Okay, now I have my, um, my summary. He's running around at the speed of sound after waking from a nine-month coma after being struck by lightning. Barry Allen is haunted by his past, his father being blamed for his mother's death. So he becomes a CSI forensic investigator to get close to the truth. There will be no seasons of love as Barry must become the hero he was maybe meant to be. Love that little Rent shout out. Of course. We love Rent. Oh, just realized I missed something. So, just a fun fact. There was a Flash TV show in the 1990s. You know, I'm sure the graphics were great. Right. But they brought in the guy who played the Flash to be Barry's father. Yes. Yes. I did know that. Just thought that was a, a fun fact. You know what I do? I do think it's interesting about this. Because not every pilot did this. We get to see Barry before his powers. Yep. And then Barry getting like essentially getting his powers and like Mm -hmm. learning how to deal with them because some of these pilots like either we missed the part where they've gotten the powers it's beyond that or they've had them and they just haven't used them in a while like stuff like that so we get to see like the full arc which i actually thought was kind of interesting barry like grant gustin he's like again like a really like nerdy but like charming personality like he's just charismatic charismatic he can carry he can carry that role. for sure yeah um and then we get introduced to like iris who's obviously his love interest his who's also his best sister. friend technically sister which was always kind of weird to me yeah they like um, to do that a lot they they lived together because barry's parents obviously his mom was dead his dad was in jail right. so he lived with iris and his her detective, dad detective uh, joe 
Joe West. We love a Detective Joe. We do. He's a, a great uh, um, supportive dad. This is one of the shows I was talking about where the CGI is a bit jarring. It's, it's a little jarring. Yeah, I think it does get better as the show goes on. I but think it does, Again, too. like, pilots don't necessarily have the budget they would have for the show because they have to, like, pitch that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I think, like, a lot of the character dynamics work really well. Yeah. I have to say, though, this is just, this is just petty, and I have to talk about it. Iris brings her fucking laptop to a city, this particle accelerator, like, cyclotron, I don't remember exactly what it's called, gets her laptop stolen, and she's like, my dissertation's on there. You don't have that shit backed up on four or five different places? You're, like, a hundred-plus page dissertation? You don't have it on Google Drive? You don't have it a hard drive, a flash drive, a backup computer? You're telling me that you just have it on one physical thing? You spill one coffee? And it's all it's gone. Over. I just, I could not get over the fact that the amount of times this happens where it's like somebody has important files only in one location. It doesn't have backed up, yeah. I'm like, you're smarter than this. You're better than you're this. You're better than this. I forgot that Oliver was in the pilot. I forgot so too. Yeah. That he makes a little cameo. Which they, they do that with shows. I think it's kind of smart because it, it helps to like know in the future that the shows will be, like, interacting Mm -hmm. with each other. I think so, too. Um, I think it's good, though. It's got dark themes, but it's also... Flash has always been known as, like, this, like, more happy, upbeat show compared to, like, Arrow. Yeah, it's, like, quip... Quick quips and, yeah. And I like... I like Cisco and Caitlin, who work in the lab. I do, too. Yeah. Um, Dr. Wells is, like, a pretty intriguing character. You learn, like, some of his backstory. For some reason, I always think he's Tom Hanks' son. Oh. His uh, name Tom Cavanaugh. Do you think it's Colin Hanks? Colin Hanks. For <laughs> they some look re- similar. For some reason, every time I see him, I have to be like, let me double check yeah. to make sure it's not Tom Hanks on. Maybe my one minor thing would be it felt a little bit disjointed at times. The shift from him being struck by lightning to him waking up was a yeah. bit jarring. Right. Um, and cut a little strangely. Yeah. I also don't think the tornado thing was very a very fun end to a pilot yeah it was fine i just like i preferred the car chase way more i almost wish that would have been like the ending yeah like i mean it's cool and all but like for a pilot he's just running in a circle around a tornado yeah it was underwhelming a little bit it was a little underwhelming yeah i think that's the right word for it i can't do it i can't do it I think it was solid, though. I think it was a really solid pilot. Yeah. I really did really like the pilot. Uh, my favorite character is Barry. I said Barry, and also um, a special shout-out to Detective Joe, oh. a.k.a. Jesse. Love him. Yes. From Rent. What? Seasons of love. I just want to say something. I was editing our last episode, mm-hmm. and we both hit a note at the same time, and it actually sounded pretty good. What note did we hit? When? I don't... We were singing something. It I don't, sounded good, though. Oh, okay. But anyways, that's, I don't remember that has that. nothing to do with this. Yeah, I just think Barry's like, you kind of got a root for him. He's got a good heart. Yeah. He's trying to help people. Favorite line? Oh, there was actually a funny line. It's at the beginning when Barry, like, shows up late to the CSI scene and, mm-hmm. like, all this. He's all flustered. And his boss is like, last time you told me you had car trouble. You don't even own a car. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I like <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, So my favorite scene, I really liked the, like, serious nature of the talk between him and detective joe mm-hmm. over his dad yeah where he's like 
you made this up, you were a scared child, and you needed, your brain gave you this image as a way to cope and deal with it. Like, your dad killed your mom, you have to accept this, and you have to move on. And, you know, he's not right, but it's just, like, he's just trying to make him see, see reality. He's like, I need you to to move on from this. I need you to accept that this is what happened. Yeah. But then he's also able to recognize he's, I'm wrong because I just saw a man, you know, that right. died is now alive again. And I saw you run around a tornado at yeah. supersonic speeds. <laughs> but I really liked that dynamic. And I thought it was like, I was really intrigued by that conversation, like as heavy as it was. Yeah. Flash does emotional scenes well. I think they yeah. have a lot of actors and actresses who can like, do those scenes well. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite superhero moment was the car chase scene. I agree. I did like the tornado, just the music playing in the background was cool. The score was good. But the yes. scene stuff was not great. I liked that he, like, got in the car yeah. and crashed the car and then somehow was fine even though he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, but then, like, someone died. Yeah. From the car crash. Yeah. A different person. <laughs> so I was like, it's not great. And but it also, like, I but, think he yeah. learned... Um, but yeah, I obviously said I would watch again because I did watch yeah. multiple seasons. I am aware of certain plot points from shows. Well, I've told you to. You've told me. Complained. Also, um, shout out to Blind Wave. We love Blind Wave. They do a lot of reactions to like superhero shows. Uh, I couldn't be bothered to watch a second episode of a pilot, mainly because I didn't have time. So I watched them react to it. So sometimes I have tidbits of information just from seeing like I watched, like, their reactions to the crossovers. I'm just like, what happens? What interesting things are there? So I know that The Flash is generally considered good for its first, like, three or four seasons. And then it kind of... It drops. It drops. That's when I stopped watching. Yeah. That's uh, that's what I'm aware of, at least. All right. um, So next would be Supergirl. All right. So Supergirl aired in 2015 and ran till 2021. It was six seasons and 126 episodes. Has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the pilot aired on October 26, 2015. It was directed by Glenn Winter and it had 12.96 million viewers. Side note, the first season aired on CBS. Right. Yes. I forgot that it was on CBS. Um, so I do have some That's information right. about that, but that would to me explain why the number was so high. Um, so the sec- for the second season and on, it moved to the CW. And at that point, the ratings did drop down, but also it's not a big network. Yeah, you know? right. Um, so Supergirl uh, focuses on Kar Zor-El, who is the cousin of... <laughs> you just said cousin. Cousin. <laughs> who is the cousin of... I'm sorry, I didn't uh, call you out like that. Clark Kent, Superman. Yes. Um, it is part of the Arrowverse. It is the considered the third show of the Arrowverse. Um, so in January 2015, it was announced that Melissa Benoist would star as Supergirl. Um, she was actually the first actress they looked at for the role. Oh. And they decided to stick with her. They did consider other people after that. Okay. Um, so there was kind of a lot of speculation on what type of role Superman would play in this show. Mm. The producers really wanted the show, though, to, like, focus on Supergirl and see the show from her lens. They didn't want Superman to be, like, take over the show because it's not... He wasn't the focus. Yes, yeah, he's not the star. Um... So they mo- the move to the CW um, meant that filming switched from Los Angeles to v- Vancouver. And that actually created issues for Calissa Flockhart, who plays Cat Grant. Oh, right. Um, in her contract, originally, she had stated she could only work near Los Angeles to be near her family. Mm. Which, mm-hmm. you know, fair. She had, yeah. like, kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, so this actually led to her becoming a recurring character in season two. And then ultimately, like, 
occasionally would show up on the show. Yeah. Um, she was no longer, like, a main character. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a controversy, too, when the costume was revealed. Um, some people really liked the modern take. Other people thought it looked uh, washed out and cheap was what mm. was used. Okay. Um, they decided to get rid of, like, the midriff, like, design from, like, the early uh, Supergirl movie mm-hmm. and comics because they wanted more of, like, a... Like, they didn't yeah. want it to be, like, a sex appeal yeah. thing. Like, yes. they wanted to go away from that. Um, so in season one, each episode actually cost around $3 million to broadcast, which is one of the highest license fees for a first-year show. And that was actually one of the main reasons why they switched to the CW. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBS was hesitant to renew the show. And CW, since all the other shows were already on the CW, yeah. it kind of made like, sense. Let me, let me consolidate yeah. this from you. They also said, too, it's easier to do crossovers when they're on the same network. Yeah, because the filming makes right. it easier. Yeah. Um, so it has generally good critic reviews. There's a lot of praise for Melissa Benoist's portrayal of Supergirl. Um, It's been nominated and won numerous awards. And a little interesting note, Helen Slater and Dean Cain, who play Kara's adoptive parents, the Danvers, Mm -hmm. um, Helen Slater was actually Supergirl in a 1984 film. And Dean Cain played Superman in the TV series Lois and Clark. So they kind of use both of them. Right. Which I thought was interesting. And now I will read my summary. All right. Kara Zor-El, cousin of Superman, is 13 years old. <laughs> is 13 years old when her planet Krypton is dying. She is sent by her parents to look after Superman, who is a baby. Now this is when things get a little bit complicated. Kara's Car- <laughs> pod gets knocked off course, trapping her in a voidless. <laughs> Wait, I can't speak. Voidless. Trapping her in a voidless time stopper for 24 years. When she arrives to Earth, she is still 13, but Superman is now 24. Side note, all this happens in the first five minutes of the pilot. Superman finds her, abandons her with strangers, and goes back to his hero shit. We jump forward to Kara's life as an adult, where Allie McBeal plays her boss, her sister works for a secret organization, and multiple men are pining after her. Together with the help of her... Sorry, I had to write this on a ton of pages. Together with the help of her friend, she will try to become her own hero. But please, before we do this, can we, for the love of God, get this girl a therapist? Yeah. (laughs) Talk about traumatizing. Yeah, I loved the comment, um, Allie McBeal, close to Flockhart, Cat Grant, Cat Grant. I couldn't remember what her name was. (laughs) You went through three different names. I just was combining them all together. Cat Grant, she's like, um... She's like, um, I'm canceling lunch with my mom, so please cancel therapy. I won't <laughs> my, need that yeah, if I'm not having lunch that with that my mom. If I'm lunch with my mom. And I was like, that's kind of funny. So have you seen this pilot? I don't think so. Okay. I had seen bits and pieces of Supergirl, and I know you've talked about it a lot because you love Supergirl. A lot. Love, hate. <laughs> love oh, hate. Love hate. Love hate relationship. Alyssa's heard a lot about it. Yeah. Mostly me complaining. Here's what I have to say. This, this was made in 2016? Yes. I definitely can feel the, like, girl boss feminism take. It's not overbearing. It's not anywhere where I'm, like, Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Let's have all the women walk together, except for Black Widow. Right. um, At the very end. And it's not that level of, I hate it, but you can definitely, like, see what angle they're going for. She's just as strong as Superman. Girl power. Females bow to men, that being a line in the show. And I don't have a problem with that. I wonder if because it's a pilot, they really had to, like, 
push that angle just for the sake of it being a pilot and I'm assuming it tones down so I'm okay with it but it's definitely just something that I noticed that I was like I see what they're going for and it's a little forced but it's not bad yeah they they do tone it down pretty quickly I think you're right that they wanted to put it in the pilot that's kind of a lot of people's, like, I guess, critique of the pilot mm-hmm. is that, like, a lot of people said the same thing. Like, they didn't feel like it was over the top, but they also felt like they were trying to, like, prove a point. Yeah. But they definitely tone it down a lot, like, going forward. Yeah. The way that I thought it worked really well is you get, the name is Supergirl. And Kara comes in and she's like, Supergirl? Like, why can't she be Superwoman? Like, why is her name Supergirl? And Cat Grant's like, well, I'm a girl and I'm great and awesome, so, like... Why is that an insult? I'm hot shit. I'm hot shit, yeah. <laughs> Allie McBeal, you know? I dated Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's married to Harrison Ford. She is or married was. to Harrison or Ford. Or was. I'm pretty sure she's still married okay. to Harrison Ford. So she can do what she wants. Um, yeah. She's got Han Solo and Indiana Jones in her pocket. She's got both. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like... <laughs> so it's like... That scene worked for me. I really liked yeah. that. I liked that they were like, hey... We recognize Supergirl as, like, it's weird to call a, a adult woman mm-hmm. a girl, but in this instance, like, we're owning that. Um, so, I like, that scene worked for me. Also, I now ha- understand the Phantom Zone. Yes. Because um, the season four of Young Justice is called Phantoms. Yes. And one of the characters is trapped in the Phantom Zone. Uh, probably. Most likely. We'll find out after the, the so. mid-season break. And I was like... Phantom Zone, huh? I think they did a good yeah. good explanation of the Phantom Zone. I, I think so, too. It made sense. Um, the flying CGI is a little shaky. Um, it's not terrible, though. And I think it's that um, CBS money. Yeah. Really pulling through. I liked the dynamic between her and her sister. Yeah. I thought that really worked well. And I know that's, like, something you've mentioned. That's, like, me. a big part of the show. Yeah. And that's, like... People got mad later on because they just completely, like, abandoned the relationship. Mm-hmm. But then they, at the end, they, you know, they brought them back together. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I've always liked about Supergirl, even when the show sucked, <laughs> was, like, the character dynamics. And, like, yeah. I thought, actually, they developed Car and Alex's relationship a lot in yeah. a pilot. Yeah. And it was one of the most, like developed relationships I saw out of any pilot where yeah. they put the most time into you could you could almost like understand their relationship and, their and dynamic. like yeah. how it was like for Alex growing up with like someone who was a superhero and all this stuff like right. so I really like that I think it's like fun I think yeah. Kara's like weirdly relatable she's like the like kind of quirky she's almost like Felicity from yeah. Arrow yeah she's kind of like Felicity. where she's a little bit awkward but she's also yeah. like she goes on a bad blind date like we've right. all been there <laughs> like well, Felicity pre-season like right three. right yeah it's just before she was yeah. paralyzed and then not paralyzed yeah that was a ooh, fan service but yeah I, I really that. I like Kat I think Kat's good at like she's stern but she also like wants Car to like at one point she's like I don't want you to get like walked over basically yeah it's similar to the boss from Bold Type uh, Bold Type Jacqueline yes. uh, 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 aka Jane, Jane. Jane Gould. Jane Gould. We're school. Yeah. But yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. My thoughts. Okay. Who's your favorite character? I liked Kara. Yeah. I think she's a good lead. I think she carry, she can carry the pilot. Uh, it, it's interesting because it's like, it's focused on her, but 
really this pilot is like her interactions with other people yeah. like her and Jimmy Olsen her and her yeah. boss her and her friend and her sister and it's really more about these dynamics establishing these dynamics right. and exploring like character relationships as opposed to like her yeah ind- independently because there's not much that's just on her yeah like pretty much every time she's doing something it's it's with another character or it's like yeah. to to boost or to bring down a relationship which is interesting yeah i mean i agree cara mm-hmm. also love cat grant i just think yeah, she's love Calissa flockhart basically mm-hmm. i mean honestly favorite scenes like i all the scenes between like alex and cara um, that was i put i liked their one talk before she goes out to fight whatever the dude was Vart- vartox Vart- vartox vartox sure anyway um i liked i liked that specific talk the most i think mm-hmm. between them yeah, I also like the scene, like, after she saves the plane, and she's, like, so excited, and Alex is, like, kind of, like... Temper your excitement. Yeah, yeah. She's, but she's also just, like, worried about her, like, mm-hmm. revealing herself. Yeah. Um, a favorite superhero moment? I had to go with the plane scene. I have two. Okay. The plane landing, and there's also a part where she literally, like, stops a car, and it explodes mm. around her. And that was just, like, cool. The truck? Yes, the truck. Yeah. Yeah, where she's just, like, in the road and just... Psh- I thought that was cool. I remember when they released a trailer for the pilot I watched, like, Blind Wave reacting to it, yeah. and that was, like, the part that, like, got all of them, mm. where they're like, oh, like, that's yeah. actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, obviously, I would watch it again. Yeah, I think solely based on the pilot, I would watch it. Yeah. I think the dynamic is interesting enough, um, from that first episode. Yes. Okay, so next we have Legends of Tomorrow. Right. Okay, so Legends of Tomorrow came out the next year, uh, in 2016, and it is currently still running. It is at seven seasons right now. Um, it's got a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it was developed by Greg Berlanti, Berlanti, who does a lot of the other Arrowverse yeah. shows. So this is a spin-off show that features characters primarily from Arrow and The Flash, it is currently at 109 episodes, or it was as of the seventh yeah. season. So, interesting, the pilot was technically two parts. It was two full-length episodes. They released it uh, back-to-back weeks. So, it came out on January 21st oh. and 28th, so it wasn't even on the same day. It wasn't day. even the same day? No. Nope. That's weird. So, a week apart in 2016. Huh. Um, the first part got 3.21 million viewers. The second part got 2.89 million viewers. Yeah, probably should have aired them back I would have aired them back-to-back. Yeah. On. But I don't know if you can't, you can't get the time slots. Or I just guess. have it one pilot. In 2015, they started discussing uh, the concept of this show. Um, so they actually, when they announced the casting for the show, they said there was going to be three major DC comic characters who had never appeared in a TV series. Okay. Um, one of those being Rip Hunter. Okay. Who plays the captain. Is the other the Hawk? The Hawks? I actually didn't write it down. Oh, okay. I didn't find it. Okay. Okay, so early on the show was supposed to be more of like an anthology series. Um, each season was supposed to be its own separate thing, but then kind of be not as disconnected, such as like True Detective or American Horror Story, where it's like each season's mm-hmm. its own kind of story. story yeah. Um, they decided to drop that idea, though. So they kind of talked about some specifics on the pilot. Glenn Winter directed the pilot. He talked about the difficulties of the pilot because the show doesn't have a number one actor on their call sheet. Um, there's technically like seven to eight people who are considered the leads of the show. 
as of the first season. Yeah, it's primarily based on what I saw ensemble cast. Right, right. There's no technically lead. Um, And so he was worried about, like, meshing personalities together and also having to shoot scenes with, like, eight or nine people a scene. Like, a lot of their scenes, they're all together. Yeah. But a lot of critics praise this show for its potential. It's interesting because in Rotten Tomatoes, the score goes up each season. Yeah. So in season one, it started at 65, and it's last, in the fifth season, it's at 99%. I was going to say, what I know about this show is, I think it's like season three is where it shifts. Yeah. And I know it's considered to be a lot better once they shift. Um, so it's been nominated for and won numerous awards. And now I have a summary. Okay. He's a savage. Vandal Savage, to be more specific. When he threatens to destroy the future, Rip Hunter, a former timekeeper, must assemble side characters from very various Arrowverse shows to save the future and time itself. There's a poor man's Ant-Man, a former assassin, and the Schofield brothers, amongst <laughs> other characters. Let's not forget Professor Callahan, but don't worry, he's not a creepy predator in this show. <laughs> He roofies a boy! Okay, but like... Are you kidding me? I forgot. He roofies a 20-year-old boy! Actually, so, yeah, I forgot about that. He is creepy. I'm sorry, I got a little loud. A little heated. It's fine, I forgot about the roofie um, part. <laughs> he did roofie. Before I get into what I want to discuss, I have to say... So, Hawkman and Hawk Woman or Hawk Lady... Hawkman, Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl. Hawk... The Hawks. The Hawks. Hawks. Inclusive. Hawkman dies. Spoiler. But, um, the Hawks. Okay. He dies in the pilot. Like, second episode. He does. So it's not really a spoiler. The Hawks inclusive have never been interesting to me. (laughs) They've appeared briefly in Young Justice. They've appeared briefly in other shows and just media. And I have never liked them. And I was like, this is finally the time I get... The backstory I get to understand more and still did nothing for me. I did not give a shit about those characters. I think the problem with their story is it's all about just the two of them being in love with each other. Yeah. And I don't relate to love. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay, here's, it's just not interesting. So I watched the first episode of the pilot and then I didn't have time to watch a full second episode because I didn't budget for that in my time, yeah. you know, my time budgeting. Right. So I watched Blindly, <laughs> Blind Wave react to the pilot so I could still get the the gist of it, but then I don't have to like physically watch all of it. And something they were saying is that you have these people who can fucking fly yeah. with mallets against Vandal Savage and they're not flying to attack him. Right. They're on the ground where he can easily kill them, which yeah. he does to yes. Hawkman. So I just want to say that, like, the pilot, the part of the pilot that doesn't work for me is the fact that it's very focused on these two characters that, like, I don't know if they're introduced before the pilot. Like, do they appear on Arrow? Do they appear on Flash? I don't believe so. I know that, um... Because I know, I know the Schofields appear They were in Flash. Flash. They were Sarah, villains. Sarah's Sarah from Arrow. is from Arrow. The Adam... He's from Arrow. Okay. Um, and then Fire... Um, so the, the boy, um, Professor Stein is a character from Flash, but he was Firestorm with this character, Ronnie, who was Caitlyn's, like, fiance. He dies during the Particle Accelerator. Oh. And it's actually Stephen Amell's cousin, Robbie Robbie Amell, from Duff. Oh, I see. 
this character is a new part of he like they found someone else who was I that see. role okay right so i don't know though i maybe there must be the two new characters with i guess i don't know but that was weak for me mm-hmm. i wasn't really invested and they didn't really give me time to invest in them i, I i'll speak as someone i don't remember any of these characters except for sarah lance yep. because i didn't really watch any of the flash and i only watched some of arrow <laughs> this pilot relies on heavily on you knowing these characters yeah you can still watch it and they kind of have like these brief little like one to two minute snippets to kind of like here's who we're collecting but if you haven't seen the background that leads them to this point it's not as strong i feel like People probably like it who have seen these shows to this mm-hmm. point and know these characters and have seen them before. But for me, I was drawn to, to Sarah, you know, Black can- White Canary, because that's the only character I knew. Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly I'm going to feel like, okay, I, I understand who this character is and what her role is in the show she was in yeah. prior. I think, I think you're right. I think they're assuming that people know of these characters... It's hard because in order to introduce them to people who know nothing about the characters, they'd have to spend a lot of time trying to give backstory, which a pilot, you don't necessarily have that time. Yeah. Um, I agree, too. I wish they would have given Hawk, whoever they are, a lot less focus. I wish we would have gotten more focus. Like, because I thought when they broke out into groups, like, I loved Sarah's Michael, or, sorry, Michael and Lincoln's, like, bar fight. Like, I loved the bar fight. That was the first part of, like, watching the pilot that I was like, oh, yes, I like these character Um, dynamics. I think Ray's, like, really, like, he's kind of, like, a nerdy guy, too, Mm -hmm. but he's charming. Um, I think that the action sequences are decent. I love watching Sarah fight. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's just a great fighter. I do think Vandal Savage is, like, a compelling villain. Does he seem kind of lame in this version, He watched them fuck. (laughs) Like, Kyle XY, he just watched them fuck as Egyptian, (laughs) in, like, an Egyptian... But, like, so we've seen Young Justice. He's this huge dude with a giant scar on his face. He's hulked out. I think the actor and is like this dude is like super skinny and like he also has like a weird laugh. Yeah, he's kind of a leprechaun a little bit. It just seems like he seems intimidating but kind of lame. But also like it's interesting because Vandal Savage is technically the villain, but I think in the second part you get Malcolm or not Malcolm Merlin. Sorry, um. This he was from is... um, Arrow, too. Oh, okay. I heard the name, and I was like, am I supposed to know who this is? I thought I wrote a note about it, but I don't think the I The bidding war for the nukes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of ends up being there. the villain. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think that certain characters, like, I'm very much drawn to. And I think I have a little bit of bias because I, I'd seen some of the characters prior to watching the show. Yeah. The thing I love about Legends, and you don't get to see it in the pilot, is that they were, like, willing to do these, like, crazy scenes mm-hmm. that no other show would do, like, comedic yeah. stuff. I do think it gets a lot better, like, two or three seasons in. That's I what think I've that's heard. Correct. But it's, like, are you willing to invest the time to get to there? To get to that point. Right. Yeah. The other thing I just wanted to mention is that, is this not just the pilot to Doctor Who? Yeah, it is kind you of. You have a flying ship with time travel... Literally down to the slideshow of the somebody appearing in the past. The, literally the first slide is the JFK assassination. Yeah. Which is what we see the doctor appearing in the background of, like, important 
things in time. And I was like, this dude kind of looks like David Tennant. He did. So I was like, I, I feel like they had to draw some inspiration from Doctor Who for this. Probably. Seemed like it. Yeah. Just based on the fact that I have seen the Doctor Who pilot in the past six months. Yes. Favorite character, I just went with Sarah. I said I she's an too. icon. She is an icon. Yeah. New suit. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Favorite scene, probably the bar, bar fight. fight. Yeah. I put the bar fight. Um, I really liked the bar fight. I did have, like, a favorite superhero moment. You might not have seen it because it was in part two. Okay. But it's when, it's during the arms trade. They're, like, all fighting and they're swapping between them. And it gave me, like, Avengers vibes where they, like, seamlessly can go through all the characters. Yeah. I, I did pick that scene. Okay. And I watched it in the review and it... They, they did show that quite a bit. It, like, was pretty, like, one-shot, yeah, like, rotating cool. between the characters. And it looked really cool. So I picked that. Um, and then I said, what do I watch again? Yes. I did. What I watch based on this pilot? No. That's fair. I'm aware that the show does improve. But if I saw only this pilot, again, because it's two parts and it was separated by a full week. Yeah. Is this premise going to draw me in? And Probably I think not. the answer is No unfortunately it is like a lot of people it's like one of their favorite Arrowverse shows just because like the later seasons i was gonna say i know it gets good but it's like yeah you gotta get there yeah you gotta get there um i think next might actually be black lightning so um black lightning aired in 2018 and ran through 2021 and it got canceled after four seasons i don't know if they they really didn't seem to be any clear indicators on why it got canceled um, it was developed by Salim Akil. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. It originally was going to be on Fox and had a different... Oh, really? Yeah, it had a different pilot script, but Fox passed on it, so the CW picked it up and they kind of reworked the pilot. The um, showrunners wanted there to be an authentic black voice, so the um, writing staff is primarily African-American. So they wanted the character of Jefferson Pierce, who plays Black Lightning, to be, quote, the Obama of supers. That was their inspiration. Also, the character of Thunder, who is um, one of his daughters, is the first black lesbian superhero on television. Just, you know. Cool. Love to representation see that. matters. Yes, it does. The pilot had 2.31 million viewers, uh, which is less than, you know, Arrow and mm-hmm. Flash in them. Season four dropped significantly and had an average of 0.52 million, so about 500,000 viewers. Um, The series itself had a 95% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, and the pilot has a 7.5 out of 10. So the show originally was not a part of the Arrowverse. It was Mm -hmm. from the get-go. They were like, it's a separate entity. It exists on its own. However... In season three, it did cross over yep. um, once the, like, um, Infinite Earths stuff started. Yeah. Because it takes place, like, in a different a different universe than right. the other shows. All right, now I have my, my summary. <clears throat> Jefferson Pierce seems like your average principal dad, but under the surface, electricity is pulsing. In a world of violence and death, he must rise above his ex-wife's hatred of his path to justice, except when it's their daughters kidnapped and then it's cool to use violence. Oh, and Richard from Sex in the City is a tailor. When I saw Richard, I, I lost my shit. I was like, it's Richard. <laughs> I was like, Alyssa's going to be so excited. I watched this with my roommate just like over dinner and I was like, it's Richard. I was like, you don't know. It's, it's, it's Richard. And it's the dad from Dexter and it's 
uh, Korra's dad from Legend of Korra. We love him. Love him. This pilot was very heavy. It is very heavy, but I was very intrigued. I actually think... I think I watched this pilot years ago because I wanted to get into Black Lightning because I knew at one point it would cross over. Yeah. And, um... Out of all the pilots, it was one of the most where I felt, like, very on edge a lot of the time. Yeah. The stakes felt really high. I know that they said that they drew a lot of inspiration from real world things going yeah. on, like Black Lives Matter and police brutality right. and, you know, um, things that are, like, like, at the time and currently affecting, like, the black community. Like, um, there's, like, racial profiling. Uh, gang violence right you know? yeah i think it's interesting i think that i really like the family unit I um too. i like the relationship between the two daughters i like it's kind of this weird relationship between him and his ex-wife yeah where they're kind of like they, they a little they're flirty they're flirty they obviously have like a decent relationship yeah. where they can communicate with each other right um but she also is like like you said she's against him using his powers but then the scene where he's like I'm gonna go get our girls, and she's like, okay. Yeah, she's like, okay. Well, she's like, it's, it's which, fine now. which fair? Yeah, I mean, if your I, kids I were in danger, it. you know. Yeah, I get it. I thought that Tobias, I think his name was Tobias, the villain. I actually yeah. thought he was like pretty compelling. He, I watched a man get eaten by piranhas. I was like, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> I didn't need to see a man getting eaten by piranhas. But here we are. That villain, he's a rapper. I can't remember his name. I looked this up and then I forgot to write it down. Uh, my bad. Definitely intimidating. Yeah. Just solely based on... He harpooned a man. Oh, yeah. That was intense. Just, you know, a lot of blood. We've got a gratuitous, Mm -hmm. like, shower blood. Yeah. The the flashback scenes. Yes, to get the the water washing away the sins. Um, But I like the... This is the concept that I like, that we also saw in Supergirl, is it's like... He is officially the oldest, or oldest lead superhero Mm -hmm. in a show. He's, you know, in his 40s. This character, maybe 50s, I don't remember, but, like, when this premiered, he was, like, he has already been a superhero, or vigilante, I don't know, it, for a long time. It had been nine years since he had used his powers, Yeah, so he, he already had established these powers, right. and he was lying dormant, yeah, ready to strike. It's interesting, too, because you never find out how he got his lightning no. powers, which I think they probably go to later on. Probably. And then I was like... Do we get Static Shock in this show? Because <laughs> I, like, remember watching Static Shock as yeah. a child. Like, that was on... I think that was on the WB. I think so. Yeah. I remember liking that show. Yeah. I think the um, acting's really good. I think so, too. And one of Maybe one of the strongest, like, group of actors, actresses. Yeah. It's a lot... There's a lot of tension. Yeah. There's a scene where this guy shows up to the high school yeah. and, like, has a gun. Right. And it's, like... He has to like de-escalate this, mm-hmm. de-escalate the situation. <laughs> um, de-escalate. It's um, a lot of word flubbing today. Yeah. I just thought it was a really well done pilot. I really liked. I it. do too. I would agree. Yeah. I said favorite character was either Jefferson or his older daughter Anissa. Yeah, I liked. I liked his older daughter. I I put Black Lightning as my best character. Uh, my favorite scene was actually when Richard was introduced, just because I was so happy to see yeah. Richard. I actually put the scene with the guy with the gun at the high school, because yeah. it was, like, it was very, very tense, and, like, I was very invested, and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. you know, and I, like, really 
really drew me in. That's what I meant by like high yeah. stakes. It felt yeah, like very it was high very stakes. serious consequences. Yeah, very yeah. serious consequences. Um, favorite superhero moment was actually the first time we saw him like use his lightning outside the club mm-hmm. when the police officers were like, "Let's tase this man for no yeah. reason." Yeah, because um, that makes sense. Because right? that makes sense. Yeah. And then he basically mm-hmm. tased them back and blew up their car. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I picked when he like puts on the suit oh, for the yeah. first time. His quips as a super, like, his quips in suit were a little, ugh. But he's also, like, a dad, yeah. so I'm like, it's dad humor. Yeah, I guess, but I, like, I was like, eh, his quip's not working for me, and yeah. I'm like, but, you know, sure. He's a dad. Um, I said watch again based off the pilot, yes. Yes. I think it's intriguing enough. I was gonna say, yeah, based solely on that pilot, I would watch more. Yeah. I think. Alright. Um, next should be Batwoman. Okay. That was the year after. Yep. All right. So Batwoman came out in 2019, currently still running. It's three seasons and 49 episodes. It has a 3.4 out of 10 on IMDb, which is a little bit brutal. And 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is interesting. So it was developed by Carolyn Dries on the CW, and it is part of the Arrowverse. Pilot released on October 6, 2019, and had 1.86 million viewers. So, development began in 2018 when it was announced that uh, Kate Kane, a.k.a. Batwoman, would appear in an Arrowverse crossover event, and Ruby Rose was casted as that role. This is where things get a little bit interesting. Also, I learned that um, Ruby Rose uses she-they pronouns, just oh, so you know. nice. Because um, I was curious. I was reading an article, and I they kept saying they-them, and I'm like, oh. Oh. So that's good just to know. You know. Yeah. Um. So the at- intention was to cast an out lesbian actress for this role, mm-hmm. but the casting of Ruby Rose was met with a lot of criticism, mm. um, mostly because DC Comics had reintroduced the character in twenty in two thousand six as a lesbian of Jewish descent. Mm. Um. People were upset that Ruby Rose one wasn't Jewish and two identifies as gender fluid, uh, which some people said made her not gay enough for the role. <laughs> Okay. You know. Yep. So that led Rose to leave Twitter and, like, deactivate comments on her Instagram. Yep. So the first season follows Kate Kane, who is the cousin of Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman. Um, second season follows former convict Ryan Wilder as Batwoman. So in 2020, um, Ruby Rose announced that she would be leaving the show before the second season. Mm -hmm. Um, She mentioned being the lead of a series was very taxing. And also she like severely hurt her back on set and just had a lot of issues. She was almost paralyzed. Yeah. So it was just very like emotionally and physically taxing slash draining. At that point, they wanted to find a new Batwoman that was still a part of the LGBTQ community. They wanted to stay true to that trait, I guess, of the character. Mm-hmm. At this point, they casted um, Javicia Leslie, who made her the first black person to play that character in the DC universe. Okay. There was a lot of controversy on the working conditions and workplace safety because um, Ruby Rose like had a really bad spinal injury. And then a production assistant was paralyzed after mm-hmm. a bucket lift was lowered onto her head. Yeah. The show has been nominated for awards, a lot of like GLAAD awards for both, I think both actresses who play yeah. the role. Okay. So here's my summary. Okay. Welcome to Gotham, where the city is a mess and the rules don't matter. Kate Kane, cousin of Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, has returned to try and make her father proud. It turns out he lied to her and sent her away for no reason. After learning this, Kate decides to forge her own path and become the city's newest protector. 
It's a big family reunion as she comes face to face with her supposed dead sister, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to think about this pilot, though. It's very weird. Like, yeah. at times I felt like the writing was really strong, and then at times it felt really awkward and stiff. I would agree. Like, uh, at certain points, I don't think Ruby Rose is, like, an amazing actress. Yep. But I don't think they're terrible by any means. No. It's just, I think some of it's writing. Certainly some of it could be just, like, acting choices, directing stylistic choices, for sure, but... I think, too, one of my biggest, or I guess concerns or issues is, like, a lot of the side characters, like, don't get developed really at all and they just feel really like just in there to have people in the in the scenes in the the scenes yeah i do think it's an interesting dynamic to look at like being lgbtq in like a military setting and sophie is like i need this this is all i have so Mm -hmm. i'm willing to you know put aside everything to have this yeah and then you find out she's married to a generic white to a generic white man (laughs) I really liked her, like, adoptive sister, too. I thought that dynamic was really interesting. Mary, yeah. She's just having, like, an underground secret doctor clinic. Also, cotton candy shots. Like, where do we get these? I don't know. I was really into that. Definitely had a real, like, heavily implied Alice in Wonderland tropes. And I'm like, Tigress? And uh, Cheshire? Yeah. Cheshire showing up? Cheshire. (laughs) Please? Where's Cheshire? Please give her to us. We want her. I don't know, the fact that it's, it's like, hey, Batman didn't save you, so your mom and sister died. I don't know, I didn't think the setup was super great Yeah, for the, like, that aspect of it. It's maybe the most conflicted I felt about a yeah. pilot. But, like, the superhero moment was great. Yeah. I loved the superhero, like, her coming in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the phrasing was a little, literally, a little eek. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's late and I I'm I'm tired. I think it's a it's middle, it's a middle it's middle, a middle road, tier middle tier. It pilot. wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. Yeah, favorite character I went with Kate. Yep, same. I said that like she basically just wants to be wanted and her yeah. dad couldn't give a shit about her. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays by her own rules and she's like I'm gonna do this my way. Yeah, I same thing. I liked it. I like that she's like yeah I'm never gonna be good enough for you. Um, and I'm just gonna have to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have a favorite scene. I like the ending scene when Kate realized that it's, that Alice is actually Beth. Yeah. I liked that. And I also really liked that fight, the hostage um, fight above yeah. the, the drive-in theater. Oh, yeah. It's like the Batman pole where she like, zip, not ziplocks, zip, uh, um, grapple. Grapple. She grapple grapple hooks Grapple-y. the people and they go flying like, yeah. in classic Batman fashion. I really, and the silhouette of Bat, yeah. know, Batman's here. Batman. I really liked that. I thought that was well done. Yeah, superhero moment was the, the suit. Mm-hmm. Just her in the suit. Yeah. Um, comes in the suit, like Alyssa said. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, that's, that's her kink. <laughs> you never know. Watch. I, I say, okay, here's the deal. Considering, <laughs> it was hard. considering what I know about this show, the fact that it basically reboots after one season, I don't want to invest in that. Although I know, I know people like the rebooted, so mm-hmm. maybe I would just go and skip to the second yeah, season. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, it's not worth it for me. I, it's hard because I did watch a couple episodes, but then I stopped. So I'm like, do I yeah. really want to do that again? I'd probably say no. Yeah, I went with no. So, Stargirl. 
So Stargirl um, premiered in 2020. It has currently run for two seasons and it was renewed for a third season that will air sometime this year. It premiered on the DC streaming service first before it aired on the CW, but then it it aired reruns onto the CW. It was created by Jeff Johns. This universe is a parallel Earth to the Arrowverse, although they're Stargirl did have a cameo in a crossover, but they're kind of existing on a different plane. The character of Stargirl Stargirl has appeared in both Smallville and Legends of Tomorrow as different actresses. Mm -hmm. So the portrayal is completely new, a new actress for this specific role. Her name's Breck Bassinger. So the pilot aired on May 18th, 2020, and then it aired later on the CW. However... They cut content for commercials. So the pilot that aired on CW was missing, like, eight minutes of scenes. They cut out, like, the scene of her looking at the stuff in the basement. Like, they cut that scene down. They, like, cut her mom's shot at, the like, her new job. Like, they just cut a bunch of stuff down, and I'm like, that, but why? Yeah. Just make it longer. Just make it, like, an hour and 30-minute slot or something. So the pilot had 1.77 million um, views and had an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Season 1 has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, 68 out of 100 Metacritic, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, Season 2 had an average of 1.19 million, so like not a super significant drop from season 1 to season 2. Um, roughly speaking. So, here goes my summary. Luke Wilson must watch everyone he cares for die in a scene that seems like a Scooby-Doo mystery. In doing so, he then must pass the torch from Jeff Winger of Greendale Community College to his daughter, Courtney, who is now Luke Wilson's stepdaughter. Question mark? She tries to fit in to small-town Nebraska the correct way by blowing up her classmates' cars. So, I feel like this pilot wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy, wanted to be Thor 3, wanted to have these, like, humor, sarcastic, making fun of themselves tropes. But I don't think it necessarily worked. It feels very high school and... Not in a bad. Way. Not in the way that yeah. like Smallville did. Yeah, it's like too teenager for me. Um, I the the only thing I cared about was that the town they moved to is the birthplace of Wade Boggs. <laughs> I said it's always Wade sunny. <laughs> I wrote. I did too. Also, it is where um Wally West is traditionally oh, yeah. from. The yeah, Kid Flash. Flash. Yes, Kid Flash, is yeah. that is that city? But yeah, I saw the Wade Boggs <laughs> and I was like, I was like it's always sunny. Um. The Wade Boggs challenge. I, well, I will say Luke Wilson plays awkward stepdad really he well. Does, he, I mean, Luke Wilson's great. You can't go wrong with I Luke Wilson. I had a really big issue with the fact that pretty much every interaction in this episode was between Courtney and the stepdad. Yeah. Like, there were so many interactions between the two of them, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any interactions between, like, anyone else. Also, I called that her dad was Starman I did really too. early I on. I wrote a note I about was, that. Like, it was really obvious Well, because the me. way they cut to her yeah. on Christmas, and she's like, he's not coming. Also, we get a villain known as Icicle. Is he Icicle Jr.'s father, perhaps? Oh. The other one, I'm like, is Brainwave Simon? But I, I looked it up into their different characters. 
I feel like they threw... I approved of the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack yeah. was good. I feel like they threw a lot at you in this pilot. Like... Yeah. You get this elaborate backstory where all of the just... What's the... Not the Justice League. The Justice... The Justice... It's not... Society. Society. Justice Society, where it's just like, everyone died. Right. And you're like, what? And I'm like, what is Luke Wilson doing? Uh, he just exists. And then they, like, are mean to him. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Joel McHale's, like, not you. Please, <laughs> please not you. I actually kind of thought that was funny. I did laugh. It, it, the delivery works, I <laughs> yeah. think. I think but, just because yeah. it's Joel McHale. Just because it's Joel yeah. McHale. Yeah. But then it's just like, I don't know, you're moving to this new town I just, I don't think it worked super The writing well. was, like, really weak, too. Yeah. It, like, just, was not like, good. It wasn't, yeah. like, invested, I think. I wasn't either. Let's just go into favorites. Okay. Um, I said favorite character was Pat. Uh, Luke Stri- Wilson. Stripesy? Stripesy. Okay. <laughs> I think he was just trying to look out for Courtney and, um, trying to protect his family, which, you know. Yeah. I also picked Luke Wilson as well. I mean, I like Luke Wilson, so. Yeah. That's really about it. I didn't really have a favorite liner scene. I liked her blowing up the car. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, favorite superhero moment I put, because it was so cheesy when she was doing the gymnastic spins on the staff. I liked where she just got dragged out her window, <laughs> oh like, yeah. from her bedroom. Yeah. Um, I would not watch it again. Uh, I said, meh, I'm not sure it can carry based solely on just the pilot, yeah. is how I feel. Okay. All right. Super, uh, wait, hold on. Okay, you can do it, Hannah. Hold on. I believe in you. Let me find out where I watched four you, you four TV it. shows today, so you can do it. Superman and Lois. Okay. Aired in twenty twenty one and it's currently two seasons and twenty episodes. And eight point ten out of eight eight, <laughs> eight out of ten on IMDB and eighty eight percent on the Rotten Tomatoes and sixty five percent out of hundred on Metacritic. It is set in the Arrowverse. Pilot aired on February twenty third, twenty twenty one. Had 1.75 million viewers and was directed by Lee Krieger. Uh, the show was said to be inspired by Ever Everwood and Friday Night Lights. Okay. I can see the Friday Night yeah. Lights. Yeah. Producers said that they approached the show as if it was a feature film. Certainly. Both in regards to cinematography and production design, also in length of episode. Because that... This pilot was over an hour long. I saw that and I was like, oh no. Yeah. It's not Game of Thrones. No. Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth Tolick reprised their roles of Clark Kent and Lois Lane as they were introduced on Supergirl. Okay. The two. Uh, first season was delayed due to COVID, as was all of our lives. Yep. And everything. Everything. One of the writers from the show from the first season was actually fired. Oh. Um, she claimed it was because she tried to push back on racist and sexist storylines. Oh. But they haven't, <laughs> there's no confirmation if that's true or not. Mm. Um, so that's okay. great. We love that. Love that. There also was a lack of Arrowverse connections in the first season. Uh, producer has said it's due to COVID restrictions and being able to bring actors and actresses on in film. Right. Pilot was the second best premiere of any CW show since Batwoman in October of 2019. Here's my summary. Breaking Bad meets Euphoria in Smallville, Kansas. Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman, returns to his hometown with his wife, Lois, and sons, Jonathan and Jordan. He soon realizes the town is not quite what it used to be. Parents are cooking meth. Everyone is leaving. And the bank is tied up with a conveniently placed plot point in Morgan Edge. Clark must juggle his family, saving the world, and fighting a non-charismatic Iron Man. Oh, I, <laughs> I 
weirdly like this pile. I do too. So I think this because we we had Smallville, which is you know Clark Kent as a, a teenager, yep, growing into his um, powers and his abilities and stuff. Then we get the normal iterations of Superman, where he's this established superhero. In this one, it's like you don't really never you don't really see the like parent dynamic like Mm -hmm. struggling to be a good parent while also saving the world and like i liked that one comment um lois's dad has where he's like i told you when you married him like you can't have it both ways like Like, you knew what you were getting you knew what you were getting into like and i weirdly thought it for the most part worked pretty well it did i think it was the most visually stunning yeah of any pilot i i can see they put one shot where he flies through the wall and it's yeah. like slow-bo yeah that was really cool um but, you could yeah. tell that they maybe had a bigger budget yeah um mm-hmm. i think that the acting was pretty good i mm-hmm. i really liked that they introduced like his son who has like mental health yeah. and like this anxiety disorder mm-hmm. and i didn't really expect to like this pilot that yeah. much i don't know why i expected that i think tyler hocklin who plays superman is like pretty good in yeah. that role mm-hmm. I mean, I like that, like, this hero feels like he's failing as a father, and Mm -hmm. he seems perfect to the world who see him as Superman, but in his personal life, like, he feels like he's, like, not doing well. He's letting his family down. Him and Lois have disagreements over whether or not they should have told them, but, like, they stand united, like, together, like, with whatever the decision is kind of deal. Like, she'll push back, and the one scene I just want to touch on... We go to a quarry party, you know, for things in the quarry. So he meets this girl that they interacted with briefly several years ago, I guess, at some point. Um, then she just is, like, very upfront about, like, how she took a bunch of pills and essentially, I'm assuming, insinuating she tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to kiss her and then she has a boyfriend and it leads to, like, a dramatic fight. And I was just like... The series of events that led here, oh, it is Euphoria. Like, yeah, they even they even said Euphoria. Like, they did. They was like, oh, it's like Euphoria, yeah. and I was like, yeah, it is. It is. It. Oh boy. I think it was interesting. Like, it, it was just a lot of like family dynamic. Yeah. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of the interactions that took place were between the four family members. Right. And I think that was nice to see. Mm-hmm. I was very engaged, though. Like I was too. I th- I was I had a hard time picking a favorite character because I felt like there were a lot of strong, a lot characters. of strong characters, and like I was a little bit confused because Captain Luther. So that was Lex Luther at the end. I guess I don't know the Iron Man or looking alternative reality. Yeah, Lex that was kind of weird. I'm unclear. I didn't really understand that. Um, looks like the guy from Halo. Yeah, it's like Green Man, but but a gray blob instead. Yeah, I said meth cookers in Smallville? This yeah. really is euphoria. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little bit weird. I liked the interaction between the two brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was like a nice pilot. Yeah, I liked it. Favorite character, I, I'm i gonna go with Lois. I picked Lois as yeah, well. Yeah, I think yeah. because she's trying to make, make it so that Clark doesn't feel bad because she knows he has responsibilities and like saving Mm -hmm. the world. But she's also trying to like, when, um, her dad comes and he's like, we need him. She's like, no, he needs to be with his family right Right. now. Like, I think she does a good job of trying to like be supportive of him, but also being like stern in that, like the fact that his family does need him. So. Right. At the favorite (laughs) 
line, I guess, slash scene is at the beginning when he's, like, in his first costume. And so, someone's like, oh, I like your costume. He's like, oh, thanks. My mom made it for yeah. me. I, I like, that okay. one, too. That was funny. Um, did you have one specifically? or? Um, I just liked a lot of the, like, downtime, like, him trying to be a parent, trying yeah. to communicate and, like, connect with his kids Yeah. Um, in a way that he doesn't feel like he's able to. Um, I said favorite superhero moment was when he was lifting, like, that giant ice block over his head. Oh, I liked that slow-mo oh, yeah, that fly was cool through the too. wall. My eyes were immediately like, oh, yeah. I'm drawn. Um, and if I, just off the pilot, I would watch again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Based on the pilot, I would, would make me want to watch more. The problem is I don't know how well that story is going to work yeah. going forward. Being in, you know. Yeah. But again, Smallville. It's like, takes place in Smallville. All right. Now we have the last one. Naomi. Naomi (laughs) That says everything you need to know. Naomi premiered in 2022 this year on January 11th, 2022. I think there are currently five episodes out. The show was created by Ava DuVernay and Jill Blankenship. So it's based on a comic book series of the same name, Naomi. Um, Her superhero alias is usually known as Powerhouse. The comic series was created in 2019, so pretty recently. The um, pilot had an average 0.8 million views, um, so 800,000 views for the pilot. It also had 313,000 streams on the first day. They just had streaming data specifically for the pilot. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a score of 90%. It has a 72 out of 100 on Metacritic, um, a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and the pilot specifically has a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, That's all the information I have because it's literally just started. So I have my summary. Naomi is your average popular team, living her best life being a Superman superfan, until he has a fight in her hometown and she falls unconscious. Weird things start happening to her, and she must meet a tattooist with wings to master all four elements and defeat the Fire Nation. This pilot makes no fucking sense. I understand what they were going for, but the execution did not work. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, the execution did not work. It was executed very poorly. Yeah. I just think that, like, the camera shots were so bizarre. I was having a really hard time with the shaky <laughs> cam. Um, these camera angles, though, why are we always looking up your chin? Yeah. She, I'm, I'm a wolf. She had three love interests, which, good for her. Yeah, you know, um, it's a, a love square. Um, you know. She's a skater girl. She said, see you later, girl. Oh, here's a comment. Her being able to see without her glasses is me when I load up on carrots and hope it'll improve my vision. <laughs> I just put my glasses up and down. Is it working? It's just like, this power is so chaotic. Like, she has wind power? I don't know what her yeah. powers are. I don't understand. I was confused because I, I was wondering like if she was supposed to be from Krypton. Like, was yeah. she supposed to have Superman's powers because she could see really well? Yeah. But then she could, like, move the leaves? Yeah, um, I did, like, the one scene I really liked was the teen stakeout. Oh, like, yeah. Like, the beforehand bit where they're, like, you know, he's, like, we ship code names. Yeah. Um, and then he says something about, like, my precious. Yeah. I think the 
problem too. They introduced so many characters, but they didn't do it properly. Yeah, no. So it felt very chaotic. Um, I also really don't like this uh, tattoo parlor man. No. He's like very bland, and he's trying to be this like mysterious like he's a predator. brooding man, but he's it's just like not doesn't work. I do think the concept was interesting, but they just yeah, really fumbled just, the bag. On just it. the execution was not yeah. not well done. Considering we get to the end of the pilot and you don't know anything. No. Like, let, let me go back to Arrow's pilot, for example. You get a tease. You know, you know he's on this island. You know their ship crashes. You know his dad kills himself in a raft because could he not just jump overboard? That was really traumatic right? to Oliver to kill the guy and himself. Yeah, like, could you not just, like, I don't know, because if his, he didn't want his body in the ocean? I, I don't know. Could you not, like, shoot yourself in the head? Um, or wait till you get to the island and or, then do it. you know, or just, like, roll over. Get out in the water. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, back to the point I was trying to make is that that pilot gives you enough to, like, you know, tickle your fancy, sets it up the mystery and intrigue that, because you're going to get flashbacks for five seasons, apparently, it sets you up for that. And it does it well. This one, it's just, like... You see a newspaper article, this dude knows her birth adoption date, weird shit's been happening in this town, um, her parents are acting sketchy, and then this dude has mechanical wings, and that's how we end. And I'm like- He's like, what is the question? I was what, like, obviously it's who question? am I? What is the question? <laughs> could have done, I could have told um, you that. It's just like- we got a That's So Raven style intro. <laughs> I really like Oh, the intro yeah. was actually really fun. Yeah, it was. It was very, yeah. like, 2000s It, it really the made intro. me think of That's So Raven with, like, the flashing colors and the yeah. lights and stuff. It's a shame because I think, like, it's important to have, like, a diverse cast of, yeah. of superheroes. And, you know, she's a, a teenage, you know, black lead. Yeah. I feel bad that... The pilot just did not, in any way, shape, or form, help the character or yeah. make me care about the show. I think it's kind of a shame that, that I'm thinking about my where I place shows that most yeah. of the ones that are centered on, like, a female lead, I yeah. think, are the weakest. Most of them. Most. Which sucks. Which does suck. And then it's like, is this a perception of the fact that we have... I no, I think the, they're just shitty shows. I just want to use the word generally... We're expected to see shows that don't represent us. Right. That's just the norm. The norm is that when shows do represent us, are they done well? The amount of shows that are, like, focused on the leads being men, there's so many of them that it's like, yeah, of course some are good and some are going to be bad, but when there's less shows women-centered, it's like, like, the ratio is not there. Yeah, I get that, but I also just think yeah. these shows were shitty. Anyway, so, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm biased. It, maybe the show gets better, but I don't yeah. think the pilot's a good representation of what the show uh, is. Who, whoever wrote this pilot, yeah, no. Okay. What are you doing? Um, my favorite character was Naomi. Yeah, I, I, she seems cool. No one else was compelling. Um, um, I did have a favorite line. It was my man in the tattoo shop saying, 
I'm not comfortable, I'm not comfortable with confrontation. I said same. I literally heard that and I immediately yeah. wrote it down. And so I'm like, that's me. Yep, I feel that. Um, I didn't really pick a favorite scene. Oh, well, I guess the the little stakeout with the teens. Yeah, I liked the stakeout and I guess the superhero moment. There really wasn't a I superhero said moment. Scene in the woods by default because of I said else. the blurry Superman fight. I guess. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of. They it's introduced just, a lot. I don't of. know. Just like. Yeah, didn't um, really have that. I unfortunately would not watch this again. I don't think it's compelling um, enough. No, I said the pilot didn't really hook me, so probably not. All right, let's let's get into rankings because... Let's do it. I'm ready to go to bed. I have it on my phone. I'm tired. Okay. So number 10, I have Naomi. I just don't think the pilot was strong. It just really didn't hook me. It wasn't super compelling, Unfortunately, and I, I still don't really have an understanding of who this character is or what the goal or the power set or what any of it means. And if you can't do that in the pilot, then, like, that's a problem for a superhero pilot. Yeah. I put Stargirl, actually, as number 10. I said it feels, like, way too high school for me to enjoy it. It's very disjointed in spots, and I wanted more character interactions. Um, the writing feels very weak, and a lot of characters don't get, like, a proper introduction. And the action sequences were pretty lacking in terms of like a wow factor yeah number nine i did star girl i agree i think it actually has a pretty good cast like yeah. i mean of characters you know luke wilson stuff but yeah i think there's some issues with like writing and just the structure of this show that i just am not really drawn to yeah uh number nine i had naomi the reason it's above star girl is because i think the concept is smarter I just think that they really didn't execute pretty much everything properly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird. It feels chaotic. And it's kind of predictable writing. Camera work was weird. And the side characters are just there. Number eight, I have Batwoman. I don't think this pilot is, is bad. I just don't think it's super strong. And I wasn't like as attached to the characters as I was in some of the other pilots. Yeah. Uh, number eight, I have Batwoman as well. I, I think that the action sequences were pretty well done. I just don't think the side characters are compelling. I just think the writing, too, was, like, either very hit or miss for me. Um, so number seven, I have Legends of Tomorrow. The only reason it's this low is because I don't think it works without the prior knowledge of these shows. And it's, like... If you're going to create a spin-off show, like for instance Flash, I can watch that pilot not having seen his two episodes in Arrow and I have not lost anything. You get the added context that like oh he went on a trip to, you know, Star City, blah blah blah, but it doesn't like impact my ability to understand and follow the pilot whereas in this one I feel like me not knowing some of these characters and how they've been introduced to these shows like hinders my ability to like fully immerse myself in this pilot. Yeah, um, number seven, I this one was, like, really weird. I put Smallville's number seven, mm-hmm. and only because I felt like I was giving it too much credit for being nostalgic because it was, like, from the 2000s. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's really compelling. I think the acting was a little bit cringy at times. Um, but there are enough interesting side characters to, like, keep me intrigued. And I think the action sequences were decent for the 2000s. Um, but I think because I thought I was being biased, I put it lower. Yeah. Um, so number six, I have Supergirl. I like this pilot. I think it works. I think there's maybe just a few problems here or there, but I just don't think it's as strong for me as some of the other ones. Flash, I put Flash as six. Um, I think it's a solid pilot. I think it's disjointed though. 
And I think that it's like kind of just average. Like I feel like there's good side characters and there's drama there, but it's just not bad, but not amazing to me. So number five, I have Superman and Lois. I really, really liked this pilot. I thought it was really well done. However, it's just not my favorite. It's if I put them all in a line, there are some I just like better for other reasons, but I thought it was a really well done pilot. Yeah, I put five of Superman and Lois. I think it, to me, was the most visually appealing pilot. The acting was pretty good. The writing feels really solid for a CW show, which mm-hmm. was one of the most impressive things to me. And I had a lot of choices for best character, which I love to have that in a pilot. So number four, I have Smallville. I don't care. I'll put it this high. It's just so charming. It's super cheesy. And sure, the animation doesn't necessarily hold up because it was 20 years ago. Like it yeah, premiered 20, over 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really enjoyed the experience. Like, I was losing my mind at some of these scenes, um, just about how ridiculous it was. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Number four, I did Legends of Tomorrow, and I get where you're coming from, but I think I was coming from the perspective of someone who knew some of these side characters going into it. Um, So, I think in that way, I was excited because you get to learn more about characters that don't get a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similar to, like, WandaVision with, like, Marvel. Right. Um, But I think they did a decent job of mixing all the characters together, for the most part. Um, Minus Hawkeye, Mm -hmm. Hawkgirl, whatever scenes. Plus, I just love Sarah Lance. That's fair. Yeah. So, number three, I have Black Lightning. The pilot was really, really well done. I thought it handled, like, tension and stakes the best out of any of the pilots, I think there might have been a few issues with some writing and pacing things, but it was very intriguing. And as a character I was not familiar with before this, I was most intrigued with him as like, and the show as like a new show. Number three, I put Supergirl. I'm probably really biased because this is like the most show, the show I'm most invested in in, in, out of these shows. Um, But I remember watching this pilot for the first time and like, it made me want to keep watching the show. Um, I think it's intriguing, and I think, like, the character dynamic is really good, especially between Kara and Alex. Number two, I have The Flash. I really like this pilot. I think it works really well standalone. Like I said, I think the fact that it was supposed to be a backdoor pilot and they were like, no, we like this so much, we're just going to make a bigger budget and make it its own standalone Mm -hmm. thing. And I think it really works. I think the introduction of all these characters work really well, and a lot of these dynamics, like, are introduced in a way that makes sense. I do think that the ending was a little anticlimactic, but I'm willing to look past that for the pilot. Uh, Number two, I have Black Lightning. Um, It's, like, a very heavy pilot, but I think the acting's really good. There's a compelling villain. Um, I like that Jefferson's been out of the game for a while. He's not, like, just, like, an established uh, hero. And I think that the stakes feel very high and, like, I can already see a lot of the conflict that will come up and that makes me excited about the show. Number one, I have Arrow. I'm sure it's biased, maybe, but I remember how hooked I was from watching this pilot and I was just as thoroughly engaged ten years later than I was when I watched it for the first time. I think the pilot is really, really well done. I think it introduces this character in a way that makes sense. It introduces what is the show going to be about? What mysteries are there to unlock these character dynamics? The introduction of Diggle, like he was a new character, Mm -hmm. like not even in the comics. Like they just were like, hey, you know what? Sounds good. Let's add this bodyguard. And like he becomes an integral part of the show eventually. And we love Diggle. And we don't even have Felicity in the pilot. And it's still great. 
I just think it works the best as a superhero pilot. Yeah, I mean, number one's Arrow. It's the show that started off why I watched all these shows in the first place. And I remember the pilot, like, a couple of years ago, I was thinking about TV pilots I really enjoyed, and I thought of Arrow. And I agree with you. It still holds up, like, ten years later. I think there's a bit of nostalgia in it as well, but I do think, like, character interactions are good. I think there's a lot of intrigue, and I think the humor is really good in it, too. Yeah. I think it's just overall probably the most solid pilot for me. I would agree. All right. Uh, you and that's Salmon Ladder, though. No. That's Salmon Ladder. Do you want to just run through yours really Sure. Um, number 10, I have Naomi, then Stargirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman. Oh, sorry. I did these out of order. Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Superman and Lois, Black Lightning, I did, I, like, miss Smallville. I w- switched the orders on a bunch of these. Do no, not just not run through them. Arrow's number one. Okay. <laughs> I'm um, done now. Yeah, Arrow's number one for me, too. I'm just not going to run through it. Okay. My orders got, it's I, fine. Like, I switched, up. can't remember. It's 130. <laughs> Alyssa's got to wake up in, like, four hours. I gotta go, so. I gotta go fly yeah. <laughs> away. Yes. Like Superman. There we go. Um, I'm Superman? <laughs> I'm Superwoman girl? Supergirl. Superwoman. Superwoman. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this was fun. This is maybe the best time management I've had. for Not for you, for me. No, I, I watched did, four episodes in a day. I did pretty good. I think the most I ever did was two in a day. Yeah. Definitely a lot of time to go into these ones. Yeah. And we are going to have two kind of more low-key episodes coming up this month. Yeah. But yeah, next week is a continuation of ah. a series. Yes. There's a new movie coming out soon. Yes. And we will have to update our pre-existing lists. New ranking. New ranking. If you want to follow us on social media, we have our Instagram and Twitter. We have our email, r3podcast at gmail.com. Let us know how much you loved... Naomi. Yeah, sorry. Or love Sorry, Naomi fans. Yeah. Sorry about that. Not there for us. But yeah, we'll be back next week with new things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.